This is the Girls in Real Life podcast. Hello, welcome all. I am Charlie Vogelsang. Don't uh, ask how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will ever know that. <laughs> and I am Shannon. We are here to talk all things girl-related, life experiences as a female. Sometimes a little bit taboo, a little bit sensitive, but that's what we're here for. We're starting off easy today. We're just going to talk about relationships in the current climate. It's not like it used to be, and let's just get onto it, Shannon. Oh, honestly, relationships. I don't know where to start <laughs> with that. Maybe, like, the dating scene, potentially. It's yeah, not so. working well for me at the moment, oh, unfortunately. How how do you start to find a relationship in 2019? It's not... You don't put an advert in the newspaper and someone writes back and... No, you don't. I feel like there is a massive gear towards, like, dating apps like Tinder, Bumble. Yeah. What if you're, you know gay then is it grinder for male grinder. i'm males? not sure what it is for women i don't know the female equivalent i know they have plenty of fish for catfishes <laughs> <laughs> um it's not a good that's not gonna get I'm you gonna anywhere in the never, dating realm that's never gonna get anywhere no. but yeah so now i think it is focused on apps and it's more focused about texting and rather than seeing the person oh yeah there. definitely i know so many people that have mostly texting relationships like this one guy he he can text for months. Mm. Like he will text a girl on a dating app for nine, ten months. That's commitment. <laughs> and it's like, well, what do you what do you say to her when when yeah. you see her in real life? Because you've said everything. What, in what text. are you going to say? Like how? But yeah, I don't. Percy, for me, I've been on a couple of Tinder dates in the past. Mm. Actually, no, I haven't. That's a lie. One. I've been on one Tinder date, and then one blind date. Right. And the Tinder date went okay but it wasn't there just wasn't a spark basically there wasn't anything wrong with him not really he was a bit clingy (laughs) 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 sounds horrible um but i felt like we'd reversed and i was the guy Mm -hmm. and he was he was texting me some strange things like how do you feel about (laughs) um, that would be better um like how do you feel about politics what what parties do you vote for that's not a first Um, kind of date then things like um how do you feel about children and dogs that should be (laughs) things like that um and then, yeah, on the date, he just kept talking to me about Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, um, maybe not. That's quite a yeah. If that's what he's in for, that's fine. But so, and then I, I did have to let him down and say I did just get a friend vibe, when really it was more <laughs> of a, I'm a bit scared of this conversation. Block and this it's guy, a bit never speak to too him much. Um, Is and that then, really your only Tinder date? Yeah. It's a bit odd. And then I think I deleted the app after that. Have you had any other apps? Dates no. or is it just Tinder? I was going to say, I know... Just the one. I know I met and Brad I think through I'm Tinder. fine with that. I was going to say, my Tinder experience was, obviously through uni, bits and bobs, getting it when you're bored, just messaging mm-hmm. people, feeling bored. Just swiping left and right and whatever. And then when I actually um, met Brad on the app, I literally just messaged him and said, oh, I'm not that bothered about texting, it never works out, let's meet in person. Mm-hmm. Deleted the app after I met him, literally spoke in person wow. on phone calls. And I was like, I don't want to do the whole Tinder thing. Um, so <laughs> that's how that happened. But that's a, that's a Tinder success story then. Yes. 
I feel like, I'd, are there more of those? I was watching Supermarket Sweep the other day. <laughs> Wait, the old one or the new one? The new, with, okay. with Ryland presenting. It's okay. it's a classic. Everybody should watch it. It's hilarious. Okay. Right? Seeing everyone, like, dash about. Um, and a, one, a couple contestants were from Tinder, and they met on Tinder, and they'd made it onto the show, and I was like, oh, it's like Thank a success you. story. So maybe mm. there's more success stories coming out of tinder i think it's it's still something where it's so easy to just message someone on it it's so easy to get a match it's so easy to do this but to actually develop a relationship it is something that takes i think it depends on the person like i've known many people who've been on tinder for years and years and years and Mm. they've never been in a relationship from it yeah their relationships come from people they know or you know, friends who have, like, put them on a blind date or something. Yeah, see, because on the flip side, um, a guy that I met on a blind date was through a girl at work. She mm. set us up, and it was her brother. And that was more successful than the Tinder date. And mm. I don't know if that was because there's, like... Um, how would you say like well there's more surprise you don't know what you're going to get yeah. basically yeah. you just hear from her with tinder you see the profile you basically see a snapshot into that person's yeah. life also i feel like there's probably like a pressure like with tinder dates like oh we're both here on this app for this situation we're both mm. trying to find someone so let's try and find each other and make it work yeah. i feel like that would that adds to the pressure of tinder yeah but uh, the app is thoroughly deleted on yeah. my phone. I, I know, I'm I steering clear. <laughs> I'm steering clear. Maybe on a whim, if someone was like, oh, just get it back, maybe. But it's not really for me. For me I was going to say, honest. when I had it, it was literally to be bored. I literally saw, well, didn't even see Brad's picture. I was just like, I'm sick of this. I'll just meet him and do whatever. Yeah. Um, and then do whatever. I wanted, well, I wanted, <laughs> you know me. I wanted to delete the app, but then he was like, Oh no, I really want to meet you. You seem interested in all this lot. And I was like, Okay, we'll meet. Whatever. And then I deleted it. But the time before then, it was literally a case of downloading, uninstalling, downloading, uninstalling, getting the app, deleting it. Mm. And there is a pressure to make your profile into a better person than you are yeah. to make it like oh I'm amazing I'm doing this I'm doing this when actually you're just working at a supermarket mm. or something yeah that's but. like me cafe <laughs> cafe life student life cafe student <laughs> life but you're a journalist I'm a journalist as well now <laughs> that's what you can put and a podcaster <laughs> journalist podcaster extraordinaire so obviously like you've you did the dating and now you're in a committed relationship yes for almost two years now that's so good it's it's especially I love for a me. love story. I do. Well, I'm I'm sort of before Brad. I was very, I had like a phobia of commitment. Mm. Um, Interesting. This sounds a woman. This, this sounds bad, but none of my relationships made it past six months because I would break up with them before oh. then, or I'd make excuses and I'd just completely like ghost them. And, <laughs> and classic ghost. <laughs> funnily enough, one of the one of the people I ghosted started work at my old job and now he's friends with everyone I used to be friends with. Oh no. And like it's so awkward because like I, I saw him and I was like I'm sure he was familiar. I'm sure I like went out with him or something. Then they told me his name and I was like that sounds so familiar. Where do I know him from? And then oh, and then someone said oh you date. know you used to date him and then you just completely ghosted him and I was like shit. That was quite bitchy. But you know. It's fine. It's a learning curve. It's fine. It wasn't it's meant to be. Curve. You're in a nice relationship now. But I was going to say with Brad it became... I don't know, there's something about him. I think it's cheesy, but I think you know when someone's the one for you, you just, Mm. everything clicks. There's no problem. We've never really argued. We just have 
discussions and we're honest with each other that's our that's main good. thing that's how we relationships always say, should function we always say even if it's bad we're always honest with each other like when I because after three months he moved to Nottingham and I moved with him after a while and obviously I struggled at first moving to Nottingham and like all my friends were back in Sheffield I was still waiting to transfer with my job so I was basically alone and I was stressed all the time yeah and I at first I was like oh I'm not gonna cry I'm not gonna be upset in front of him but then the time when I actually did it, our relationship became stronger and he was like, mm. I'm here for you. He's like, I know you're upset and you're not enjoying it at the minute and I know you want to go back home, but if you want to do that, that's fine and I'll still be here, but we'll just do whatever makes you happy and we worked through it and it's the sort of thing where honesty is the main thing in our, even when it's bad, but it's yeah. like, it always works out. Communication is key. Yes, definitely. Like, See, I'm the complete flip side of you. See, I was in a five well nearly five year long relationship i would say give or take we did have a couple of breaks that's like a quarter of in, in the relationship mm. yeah um and we after i finished university we ended up living together for six months mm. um but three months into that we split up it was a bit it, it was a complete mess God. um but because of that i am now a commitment phobe <laughs> So I'm the reverse to you. <laughs> and like the idea of a commitment right now is the worst thing I can do. I I don't know if that's maybe because I haven't got the time. I was gonna say maybe. you don't have the time. I'm constantly swamped having <laughs> lots of breakdowns yeah. <laughs> crying to my mum. but I don't know, like maybe not that the relationship was bad, like I learned a lot of things, we had a lot of good memories, etc. Mm. but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And therefore maybe then that's made me it's deterred like deferred me from getting another relationship I know it until I know it's the right relationship. Yeah. That I, makes I can't sense. just get a rebound for the sake of it, of of being in a relationship. Mm. And having someone to like go on trips with, or like weekends away, or like, but that's like spend more, your birthday that's more time. Yeah, giving away, and I think I think it's hard to get into a relationship when you're in a certain period in your life when everything's all over the place. You, you at the minute are studying a masters with me. Mm. Um, you're setting up your life, you're setting yeah. up your career whilst working as well to like fund that. I think for me, when I met Brad, it was during when I was off uni. I literally had a full-time job, hated my full-time job, and my job wasn't anything but a form of income. So I had the time, I had like the mental capacity to be in a relationship, Mm. but you, I don't think. (laughs) I think if if me and Brad met now, obviously I know he's the one for me and everything, but if we met at this moment in time, I'd be like, can you be patient? And and it'd be like, right person, wrong time. Yeah. Exactly, it Mm. would be definitely like that. And I'd have to be like, you know, you'll have to come back in my life in another moment, and he might not, and I'd be like, shit. (laughs) Great. I'm like, thanks for (laughs) that. Thanks, masters. Um, (laughs) Getting in my way of this relationship. (laughs) With our relationship at the minute, he was the one who pushed me to come back to uni. He's like completely supportive. He's always Mm. like, you have work to do, you do that, I'll make his food, I'll run you a bath, I'll do this. And oh, that's adorable. See, this is when I do want a relationship, <laughs> when you tell me all these cute things. When you have a slave <laughs> who cooks for you and like tries to make you really, really happy. Um, so he's there, like, my support, because we've got to that stage, but when you're still in the initial steps, it's hard. Mm. Like, when you're dating, they're like, when are you free, when can you do this? Oh, we have to go for lunch, we have to keep in contact. You can't just go to the house and just, like, lounge around, because that's not how a relationship starts off. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's like, you know, past the honeymoon phase. Yeah. I feel like the honeymoon phase in relationships lasts longer these days. Yes, definitely. Because I think a lot of people 
I'm just obviously being quite broad here. When they first meet someone, they spend a lot of time together. Yeah. But you get used to doing that quite quickly. So then, mm. even if you are doing nothing, you seem happy in doing that and yeah. not really doing a lot. Um, and then it lasts longer. Mm. But in the long run, I don't really think... I don't know if that works. Well, I'm just lying around watching them play PlayStation. <laughs> I'm wondering if my friend who I've spoken to you about, and I won't name on the show... Um, who recently broke up with a boyfriend um, after almost six months and she said to me and I thought from what she said he was the one and everything mm. I'm going to move with him, we're going to have a life together my life is with him etc etc um, but then he just broke it off quite harshly, quite cruelly and I wonder if it's because she was still in the honeymoon period and he had just left yeah potentially I'm thinking if that's what's happened, he's freaked out. He's out of the honeymoon stage and he's like... It makes her serious. seem more invested and a bit too much. A bit too much. She was mm. still in the honeymoon phase, like, oh, everything he does is amazing. Oh, I love every part of him. But he had left that and he's like, oh, we're in the real world. I have a job, I have this, I have responsibilities. Yeah. And he sort I of... I sort of get that. ...moved from it. So I'm wondering if that's the thing, you know. I think women are more emotional anyway. And I mm. think we see relationships as more of an investment, more... You know, you might disagree with me, but I think women are obviously more emotional and more invested, mm. and men aren't. Like, women go through breakups, and it takes them months to get over it. Yeah. But, like, a guy could literally get over it in probably a few weeks. I do agree. Mm. Reflecting on my past relationship, that is <laughs> definitely the circumstances. <laughs> and that breakup. But in terms of the honeymoon period as well, I listened to another podcast mm. and this girl said something that I thought was actually really interesting. She said that when she first got with her boyfriend, the first six to eight months, instead of fully investing in that mm. relationship, she treated it as if they were going to break up. Oh, wow. And I thought, okay, when she first said it, I was like, whoa, what are you saying? Yeah, like, that's sounds quite, crazy. That's not what anybody I've ever known mm. has ever done but when he, when you think about it and she was saying that by doing that she wasn't committing herself to this one person particularly to make her happy mm. and she still was spending time with her friends and doing what she wanted to do and fitting mm. him around everything else rather than using him as a first port of call mm. and centralling everything else around him Mm. Which I think it, ma- it makes a little sense. In theory, actually. makes a lot of sense, but yeah. in practice, I don't know if I would be able to do that because I mm. can be quite. Look, like, I am a clingy, affectionate person. <laughs> I will admit that, like I am. And people have told me before, like you're a bit clingy, but it's only I'll only be clingy to people and affectionate to people that I'm genuinely interested in mm. or have care for like even with family yeah like they can be like shannon you're a bit much sometimes and i'm like yeah it's because i love you (laughs) um so i don't know if i would be able to do that Mm. do you think you could do that well actually now you mention it i'm thinking back to my relationship with brad and i was always like i've never felt like this with anyone else before Mm. but there was always a doubt in the back of my mind that he's going to break up with me any second so through the relationship i'm just thinking he's going to break up with me any second like 
Um, in our that, like pessimism. I always well, might I, I always work. have I always have a, like a negative doubt in my mind. But with the relationship, I always thought it. And like when we got together, Brad was sort of like, "Oh, I don't want this to just be about sex. I don't. I want us to not do anything like overly sexual for the first month." Oh and, like, wow! Okay, let's just get to know each other. Let's just like hang out. Obviously, like making how, out everything else. How respectful! Though. That's <laughs> so nice. Every um, other guy would be like, "Let me get in bed with you." <laughs> I don't, well, it got to the stage where I was literally like, um, "Is there something wrong with me?" <laughs> um, but then, um, it worked out for the best, and like we got to know each other more. And but obviously, someone says to you, "Oh, I don't want this to be about sex and all this." Or in my mind, I was like, he doesn't want to have sex with me. He wants to break up with me. Mm. So there was always, like, a constant doubt. Yeah. And even now I joke to him and I'm just like, oh, I'm just waiting for the day you break up with me, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, no, I'll never do that. So it does actually make a lot of sense when you think about mm. it. I think it's sort of a, a mechanism to protect yourself. Oh, yeah, you it's like that, that doubt, fight and flight thing, isn't yeah. it? Like, if you always have these, like, little niggles, mm. it means it's like, well, if it actually did happen... You were right. It's not like, oh, crap, like, where's this come from? It's like, shock. oh, I knew it. So. Even though it was, like, just a little niggle in your brain. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So I'm wondering, especially with my friend, she probably didn't have that. Mm. So when this happened, like, she's completely devastated. Like, her life feels like it's completely ruined and over. Mm. But for me, obviously, if Brad broke up with me, I'd be absolutely devastated. But there is always a doubt in my mind that he's going to break up with me. Not yeah. me with him, but he's going to break up with me. Mm. So do you think with your friend then, do you think a rebound would work? See, I'm not sure. Um, I think it depends on the person. Um, and I think... Because I feel like rebounds are mostly like driven by like a sex thing. Yeah, definitely And it's like thing. just having a connection with someone for a short amount of time mm. to fill a void whilst you like deal with other crap yeah well I think but that's quite I think mm. for her it'd be a bad idea yeah um, because she's like me she's quite an emotional person and I can imagine her not being fully invested but maybe comparing like oh this isn't the mm. guy um, yeah I know she, she probably isn't that bothered about sex anyway but she was because she loved him mm. so I think it's different women i think men on the other hand could literally just be like yeah i'll just jump into bed with someone get the taste of that girl off me and just get that new one on oh, me. that sounds so disgusting but i think that's God. what guys would do i've known guys to literally break up with someone after like five years like one of my long-term friends broke up with his girlfriend he'd been together for like five years with her and then he just slept with like someone else he knew and then just moved on with his life wow and she's she's probably still like devastated and they had this whole thing and like loads of complicated stuff but i think she's still pining for him and it's been years they do say though that it takes half the time that you were with that person to get over them mm. so for her and me it would be two and a half years yeah i'm hoping that is not true because <laughs> when, when did you break up uh about a year ago However, we didn't move out of our like joint flat until January this year. Oh, really? So to me, it sort of wasn't done done until then. Until so you moved I'm out. sort of using that as a marker. But I, I don't really, even though I don't really think about that relationship anymore, I hope that it, like subconsciously, it's not stopping me from moving on with somebody else. I hope so. 
in that it's like, oh, okay, I've got to wait two and a half years until yeah, there's not oh, like I can move time. on. <laughs> because he moved on re- relatively quickly. Oh, really? So, but like, men. like a week or something? <laughs> I don't know. You weren't even broke up when he moved on. <laughs> um, so uh, that could have been the case. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything against that. Um, but clearly for him, that isn't the time scale mm. so is it more of a female thing i do you think, think it's definitely a female thing because we're dealing we choose to deal with the emotions mm. and deal with the actual situation mm. before committing to another person i think so i mean one of my old uni friends her mother di- had literally just been with one guy her entire life and it was her dad and oh, they'd, wow. been, they'd been divorced about 15 years and she hadn't had another boyfriend and to wow. this day, I still think she's single. Yeah. And I think, especially with maybe older women, but maybe it resonates with young women as well. I think when you find that person and you think, this is the one for me, this is the one true love in my life, and then it ends, I think it's hard to get your mind away from that. Mm. Like, I think if Brad broke up with me, um, I think I'd struggle to move on. I've said to him, I'll just become a nun and just like... <laughs> Go to a convent, <laughs> become never, a recluse. Never have a relationship again. <laughs> Just literally all get adopt loads of cats or loads of like Go animals in the or desert. <laughs> have no communication. Find myself. I just don't want a man. Um, but I think I think women are sort of like that. Like when you've got this idea in your head and it ends, I think it's hard to get away from that. I wish it wasn't like that though, mm. because I find it quite infuriating. Oh yeah, it pisses. I hate my emotions. Like I think I think about six months. I would say after the like my breakup, mm. I was more annoyed that I kept thinking about it more than the fact that I was sad that it had happened Mm. and I was like why can't I just not think about this anymore and I was getting more annoyed at myself that I was still thinking about him and the relationship and if I could have done anything different and things like that rather than actually being sad that it was done well I think women overanalyze everything I think Why? we do it in so life, annoying. but I think with relationships especially, because we're dealing with this complete, like, alien species of men, <laughs> we're literally just like, what, 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 how, why are you not feeling this? Why am I the only one being emotional? Why, what is wrong with me? But mm. I think, I think it is a, like, a sex differentiation thing. Whatever, thing. Yeah. Um, I think men just don't feel as much or don't think as much. Mm. I think women are... They, men can look at it more as like a biological thing in that yeah. a relationship is, even though they, they have a feelings and emotions and they love you, blah, 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 blah. Mm. I think it is more of a like biological, I know I'm picking you because we could have a good baby than a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel you like think some women do that, though? I don't know. I think, well, they say um, women pick mates who will be good fathers but How I don't, do I don't really know kids so. no neither do I <laughs> I, I really couldn't think kids. of anything worse at this point so in my I, life. I didn't pick Brad because I'm like oh I can have tall ginger babies but no. <laughs> <laughs> I picked but Brad maybe because you, I like maybe them. you don't know that maybe because maybe I've, I I've been telling you haven't I, about this weird book that I'm reading at the moment yes. <laughs> by that comedian God, that it's called book. Animal if anybody wants to have a look and it's by Sarah Pasco, Pasco, something mm. like that. I just found it in my home and I was like, oh, I haven't got anything to read right now. I'll read that. And she's saying things about how women, even though men do it too, women will 
mate with men that will give their children the best gene pool mm. and even though I think it's mostly from a male perspective in general like women think mm-hmm. men are dictating the relationships and they can have sex with mm. as many people as whatever I think she's got a good point to be honest yeah the more we talk about it the more I think is that you know what are our instincts and what we're actually subconsciously doing mm-hmm but then again, I was terrified of ginger children as a kid. They actually oh scared God. me. Um, <laughs> Little did you know your future boyfriend I know. We, was we've waddling joked about around. This. <laughs> Literally the same year, the same month, my um, future boyfriend would be born and be a ginger scary baby. Um, but, and you'd run from him in the playground. And I <laughs> literally, I remember a g- little girl uh, with ginger hair scaring me in the playground, like chasing me around. And ever since then, I'd had like a phobia. And you would have been freaked out of me as a baby because I was born with like fire hair. Ooh. Even though I've got brown hair now, I was born with like fire hair. Mm. And in the summer, like it comes a bit ginger. I was gonna say, I've so seen come you June next year, <laughs> you're gonna be like, ah, oh <laughs> it's ginger no, girl. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think she does raise some good points in the book. Mm. And not that I like some of the things. I'm like, okay, sure, <laughs> but it does biologically I make think sense. Makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. But then if you don't want children, how does her theory pan out? I'm not sure. Mm. Or you can't have children. Or maybe then you're just looking for resources in a relationship rather than the person. Because some people obviously like marry for money. Yeah. People And it doesn't doesn't apply to like um, gay couples or whatever because they can't physically reproduce. They can obviously have children, but they can't physically Mm. have a kid with each other. so it's a strange one that but she raises some good points we'll take it on board for the relationship podcast (laughs) so what if because i know a lot of people have this like nostalgia of the past and they're like oh i'd love to be in the past everything was so much better even though it was like racism wars homophobia Mm. but a lot of people say it was easier to be in a relationship in the past what do you think about that totally agree i honestly like in terms of relationships if i could live when my grandma was a younger woman Mm. like she obviously like i think she was quite the player (laughs) um she dated a few gentlemen in the area (laughs) um not like a lot and like did bits whatever but she was just dating around (laughs) um but when she met my granddad um he was he was a bit of a funny one he ended up dating her sister first and then preferred my grandma um, but I've heard a lot of stories like that. It's <laughs> yeah. so weird. Um, but they were together for like years and they had mm. like this lovely like romance and like just the things that you hear about in like those yeah. like novels or like old school movies. And since he's passed away, like she, I know my mum used to be like, oh, would you ever get have another relationship like a companion not like that on that level but even a companion she said no like because there's no one she could think of that could ever replace him but that's sweet that and there was no complications like social media and like stalking online and like oh he's liked someone's picture yeah there's none of that to me it's literally like i think obviously there's like an age of chivalry and men were more of like this is the one person for me 
Um, but then obviously the not going side, on a lad holiday and lads holiday cheating what stays in Ibiza and all that no, garbage. <laughs> literally be my love or my wife is at home and I want to be with her. Maybe I'm going to go off to war. Something. Literally, this is my grandma and granddad. He went off to war and still came home and like was in love with my grandma. That's what, so sweet. Like, that is sweet. Why yeah. can't we have that? Not on on the level of war, because obviously yeah. <laughs> avoid that as best as possible. Yes, of course. But I think the only problem with the past, I do agree with you, I think getting a relationship in the past was easier. I think the whole like trust and everything else, it because we have so many ideas floating around with social media but the only problem is obviously if you had a relationship then you'd be expected to marry and have a kid and you'd be true you'd have to like kind of agree with what society says at the time so we need to bring the chivalry and the trust and communication into the 21st century i think think people are too paranoid with everything else going on oh 100 percent. i mean i'm paranoid i I trust brad 100 percent but even if I see there's always some, a what if if isn't I see there? a girl at a bar trying to talk to him I know like, I wouldn't no, do anything don't talk and to like, her oh, excuse me step away from my man some, some girl in Sheffield we're in a bar like one of our favourite bars that we'd go together and we'd have like this special drink together strawberry lemonade oh, um, oh I've had that in ZZ's actually it's, it's in, very it's nice it's in um, Cabana in Sheffield oh, nice. it's the nicest tapas like place um, but we went there for like I think it was like a half anniversary we went to get a drink and I literally left him because he went to the bar. Some girl was eyeing him up, literally walked right next to him and, like, tried to talk to him, even though he had two drinks and he was, like, looking at me. And, like, he just walked straight towards me. And I just looked at her and I was like, yeah. And what? I was like, <laughs> He's my man. <laughs> I was like, don't try it, you slut. <laughs> Keep away from him. Keep your eyes to yourself. Literally. But it's still, like, I know he'd never do anything. But I think we are quite paranoid with everything. Like, there's so many conspiracy theories going on. There's so much, like mystery surrounding the world there's so much we don't know that i think we're yeah. always like oh maybe that person could do that like so much stuff is coming out like oh that guy was a serial killer or something like there's always oh, a Mr. doubt ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god ted was such a nice guy but then obviously it comes out later mm. but there are problems so i think we're just a paranoid society i do agree although i i'm not that bad I can be quite. I'm. I'm quite a Maybe jealous you should have. person. Maybe you should have been paranoid in your. I definitely should have. I think I probably was, and I was telling myself I wasn't. Mm. But I can be like quite jealous, but like not to the extent where like, you know, people are checking like Snapchat scores. Oh. Who God. they're following on social media. Mm. Who they're texting. No, I can't. I can't be doing. That's past like, trust. That's just an invasion of privacy. Yeah. If someone's I mean, blocking the phone away, then it's like a yeah. cause for concern. I think, but... like in the past, I have gone in search of things on said ex's phone because you just get that good feeling, mm-hmm. and when they refuse to be honest, you have to seek it for yourself. Yeah. But I think with the whole like Snapchat score thing, I didn't even know this was still a thing until somebody told me that the Snapchat score goes up. And you get a point for. You get a point for receiving one and replying or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't. And then you get like scores. one for every group chat. Oh, I don't even understand it. I'm only 22 and I don't understand <laughs> it. I do not understand this thing. But I think that it's too much. Mm-mm. But people are sort of addicted to it and it does affect a relationship. Yeah. 100%. So. Because it means that you're not doing the principal things 
properly that make a relationship work like communication mm. like the trust things like that mm. if you cannot even communicate and trust them I was going to say if you if you can't trust someone it's quite an issue I don't know how it could carry on like if I didn't trust Brad or anything I think would struggle because I'd always be constantly checking my phone, checking his status, checking what he's doing, if he's online, who he's speaking to. But I just don't, I just don't think it's viable to have in a relationship. Oh, from per- personal experience, not trusting the person you're with, like, is not good. It really isn't because it like eats you alive essentially, mm. and you you can't, you physically can't do it. Because it, like, sort of consumes you. Like, when they're like, I'm going on a night out, you're like, oh, my God, who are you going to speak to? Who are you going to meet? you can come home to me. you go going home when you're alone. Can you text me when you get back? Oh. Ah. It stresses you out. You sleep. You don't go to sleep. And it's mm. horrible. And it just mm. doesn't work. I feel like we have quite different experiences here. I was going <laughs> to say. I'm, like, the really negative one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no wonder why you, like... You and your blossoming relationship. Uh, <laughs> and me and my commitment phobe stage. Well, like, like I said, I still have my doubts, but... Um, I think that's just my own issues because I have a lot of mental issues like most women mm. but like I can go on a night out and Brad will just message me saying hope you're alright let me know when you're on your way home and everything's alright and like Aww. if he's out I'll just be like oh let me know when you're on your way back so I know to like look out for you and stuff yeah. or you can ring me on your walk back mm. but I think I think it's different for every person and you haven't found that special person yet sorry um, the lights have just gone out <laughs> which really freaked us out for a second <laughs> We've been sat still for so long, the lights have gone out. That was actually really terrifying. What if I waft around? No. Yeah, I it's think, not working. We'll it's fine. We'll sit in, in the dark. We've got a little red light on this thing. The glow of the red light. <laughs> Keep us going. <laughs> to be fair, I think I think we're quite close to the end for this episode. Yeah. I mean, have you got any final thoughts for relationships? Really what, what, are your goals? what are your goals for 2020? For your relationship. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me, like, future girls with, like, hu- my future husband, Robert Pattinson, <laughs> or something. <laughs> Would it be Robert Pattinson? Um, I think it used to be. But he's quite old now. He's a lot older than me. I think oh, he's 30-something. I was going to say, I didn't think he was that old. And I'm not feeling the 10-plus years gap, See, personally. In, for me, Ow. in... <laughs> Just smack my hand on the table. Felt bad. In previous relationships, I've always gone for a lot older... Brad's the first person who's my age. But I've learned from that that there's always, like, a patronising degree. If you go out with someone who's even, like, a few years older than you, I'm always patronised. I'm always, like... But what about the maturity, shit. though? It's still not there. Brad's, oh, really? Brad's probably the, the youngest... Well, and most mature youngest, guy. The most mature guy I've ever gone out with. So I think it literally depends. But I don't know who my celebrity crush would be. I think... I've always had a thing for Keanu Reeves. Who is that? You know, is he an actor? He, as if you don't know Keanu Reeves. I I remember, like, I recall the name, but I don't. I'm not very good with celebrity actors and actresses. No. Do you know John Wick, the action film? Okay, (laughs) The Matrix. No. (laughs) Okay. Um, this is a poor effort for me. I need to like educate myself. Um. Oh, the um film you were telling me about about the anorexia in the bone. The oh, doctor. oh, to the bone. To the bone. The doctor. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> we had to resort God, to a a Netflix original <laughs> to find out who that is. God, that was a struggle. But yes, what are your relationship goals apart from Robert Pattinson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just a beautiful human being. <laughs> um, I would say I'm in no rush. Yeah. Um, and I think 
self relationship. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're working on the self right now. Doing our Watson self care moment. Um, yeah, I'm not in any rush. I feel as though I will. I want my career to pan out first. Mm. Um, but in terms of like eventually, I want somebody who like is career driven. And I'm quite a nine till five gal. Yeah. So too. I also need someone that's quite corporate so we can mm. do fun things on the weekend and yeah. I don't actually need to speak to them in the week. <laughs> I can just do my thing just in the week. Thing and then, see them and the then on the weekend, that's going to work for me. But the problem is the journey. Future husband, if you're <laughs> listening to this, I'm not, this is not a negative. Like, in by no means am I trying to, you know, say <laughs> that you're boring because you do a nine till five. No, nine to, Putting Brad, that out there. I mean, Brad does a nine to five. He's he's not in his dream dream job, but he's in a career that he wants to be in, like mm. game coding, and he works Monday to Friday nine to five. And it was that that sort of made me like, I want nine to five. I want. I know journalism might not exactly be nine to five Monday to Friday, but I want to try. Oh yeah, you're always switched of, on. I can never switch off. We haven't even got the master's since degree course, yet. Since this course started, I don't think I've slept. <laughs> been yeah, I would pretty much on yeah. coffee and tea and caffeine. Yeah. Bit of banana bread for me every now and again. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Don't mention banana bread to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got bad experiences. Bad experience. But yeah, not in any rush. Um, I think it will happen when it happens. Mm. I'm not going to be like actively looking for someone. I think that's the best way. I mean, if you're looking, it makes it harder. I know I wasn't really looking for Brad. It literally happened. Yeah. So I think for me in the future... Um, I don't I've, I've sort of like said like marriage and stuff which is something I want in the future mm. but at this moment in time I still feel like I'm a child I still want to do something successful with my life I want to yeah. build my career like you said so I said you know maybe that sort of like marriage settling down way in the future when I'm settled but for now I just want to keep doing me and keep Any doing children bread. on the cards no children here I hate children and that's the right answer <laughs> I, I've said to Brad maybe 10-15 years mm. if I'm feeling lonely and I've done everything in my career maybe but I'm more of an animal person I'd rather have like cats oh, and dogs cats and, like, and dogs uh, yeah koalas I'd rescue a koala from Australia <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so they are pretty cuddly yeah I can see the attraction there just get chlamydia from it or whatever it lovely <laughs> that's a nice thing to add to the relationship I was gonna say, Brad, Brad I've got chlamydia think? from the koala <laughs> At least I have an excuse for that. <laughs> okay, so I think that's the end of today's episode. Yes. Um, we're so excited to be recording these. I was going to say filming these, but people are not going to see it. It's <laughs> recording. <laughs> we've had such a struggle the past few weeks. We've been trying to record, and we've had to do it on, like, a merger. What's this called? Montefrac? Some, that is not right. Some it begins with an M. <laughs> Madrat. Marantz, Marantz. I just thought. Okay, that wasn't any close of um, what you were saying. <laughs> um, it began with them. Uh, we've been, we've got this portable kit and we're trying with it, so the quality may be better in the future because we will be having a proper podcast kit. Yes. Um, but this has been our first episode, and hopefully it's gone well. And let us know what you think. You know, obviously follow us on social media, girls in real life, and we will see you on the next one. Yes. Goodbye. Ta-ra.